Satnam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusing.com. Bless you. Saturday I'll be here, which is the 22nd. I'll be teaching Level 1 in Seattle this weekend, so Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday I'll be in Seattle. Uh, coming up and then next Thursday, a week from tonight, I'll be teaching here, and I'll be teaching here on Saturday. The annual, you know, they say you have to do at least two in order to call, or three I guess it is, in order to call it an annual. We've done about 30 of these, so I guess we're safe. The annual uh, spring equinox, which will sort of collect everything that we have been working with this first three months of the year and point the direction for the next three months leading up to summer solstice. In a brief, we're working on how can we coordinate the beauty of concept 
with, and these were Yogi Bhajan's words, the beauty of concept with the duty of reality. As evolution progressed, really the cutoff point, I've been using the round figure of 100,000 years, but the cutoff point was more like 80,000 years ago in which we had formulated enough of our frontal lobe as two-legged creatures. I guess anthropologists would reckon that it was mostly Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal in those days. But as we had developed enough of our frontal lobe, we began to store excessive amounts of information. As we began to store excessive amounts of information, that information began to influence our moment. And it progressed in a gradual curve to where our experience was declining while our thought and feeling was increasing. To the extent that today we barely have an experience, but we have a lot of thought and a lot of feeling. And when we don't have experience, we feel vacant. No matter how many thoughts we have, no matter how many feelings we have, because experience experiences the core. And at the core is ease, joy, knowing, and liberation. Whereas thought and feeling has substitutes for these. Its substitute for ease is struggle. Its substitute for joy is pleasure. Its substitute for knowing is curiosity. And its substitute for liberation is dominance. So we strive to achieve dominance we become more and more curious. We seek pleasure. And we feel identified through our struggle. I don't mean like massive hardship. We don't feel like we've earned something unless we've struggled for it. But if we realize that in reality, in an infinite universe, even in the finite manifest, anything that is to be already is. There's nothing to struggle for. There's simply a realization that it is. So we should work toward the realization that it is as opposed to the struggle to achieve it. We sit in today's world filled with thoughts. And those thoughts generate feelings. But what else is sitting in today's world is our physical body. 
and our physical body is registering an experience that we're not even aware of. As a matter of fact, in today's world, in order to have an experience, the experience has to be extreme. Hence, the proliferation of extreme events, extreme news, extreme wealth, extreme foods, foods that aren't foods. The fast food restaurants have spent over $400 million over the last 25 years to produce what some doctors call excitotoxins. Excitotoxins are toxins that excite your taste buds 9,000 times more than any known natural substance. Extreme foods, extreme relationships. Now the, the obsession with extreme relationships is so advanced that we have TV shows called The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And everybody wonders who will he or she pick. My good friend, our good friend, Mark Burnett, I'm sure that the show is well out of his hands, but the survivor's new issue is, what is it, naked and something, naked and dangerous or something. Scared and naked. <laughs> and these people are all caked in, you know, tribal paint and mud and... And you know that like 20 feet away from these people that are scared and naked, there's like $500 million worth of equipment filming them. Extreme. Because we are not experiencing the experience we're thinking about it. And our thoughts are not even about the experience. Today, our thoughts are about the thoughts, about the thoughts, about the thoughts, about the thoughts. There are so many layers between what thought is occurring today and what experience is actually occurring. There would be like trying to type on an iPhone with ski mittens on. I don't mean ski gloves. I mean ski mittens, you know, with no fingers, just a big blob. I mean, an iPhone is hard enough to type on anyway. Can you imagine? That's how far you are removed. And yet, your physical body registers the experience. Hence, the reason for yoga, asana, is to release the experiential memory contained within the body so that you can experience the experience that you didn't experience. <laughs> which is recorded in your physical body. Why did we stop experiencing the experiences? Because the physical body, in its knowledge that it is mortal, got tired of having that event. And so it blocked out the transmission of that event to the knowledge center, which is the brain, 
And so the brain simply wanders through life having a thought. I think I'll have this for dinner. Oh, I think I'll have that for dinner. Whereas when you experience the experience, the only thing your body will require is the medicine and the nutrition that it is in need of in that moment. There would be no restaurants of fast foods. There would be no ridiculous processed foods. There would only be food that was food because we are so obsessed. We are requiring more and more. We're not just satisfied with enough to satisfy our needs. We need to control a massive amount of not only information, but resources. Hence, what is happening to the global resources? The ones that are actually essential for life. We're destroying them. We've done it four previous times. Today's existence, according to the yogic knowledge, and believe me, the interesting thing about yogic knowledge is that it's true. It takes a long time for science to prove that it's true, but once they get the instrumentation to prove that it's true, they end up proving that it's true. Like the round world was flat till science figured out. The non-geocentric universe was geocentric until Galileo and a telescope. But the reality, the actual, actual reality is that four times previous, Plato even mentioned two of them in his writings, Atlantis and Lemuria. Four previous times we have demolished ourselves because technology exceeded conscious awareness. Right now we're having a great opportunity, a great time with technology exceeding conscious awareness. Because conscious awareness is not conscious and it's not aware. And so when you're not conscious and you're not aware, you fear. Because you don't experience any kind of camaraderie. You don't experience the similarities. You're working out of the negative mind. The negative mind is only programmed to find the difference. I'm asked every day, what's the difference between you and this? What's the difference between this and this? And I always answer in the same way. I will not talk about the difference. I will talk about the similarities. The similarities between me looking like this and you looking like you are vast. And I could talk to you for weeks about that. But already, I mean, the NSA needing to know everything about you is not a problem. It's just an indication. An indication. It's just an indication on the radar of our life that conscious awareness is lagging behind technological advancement. When you have the technology to do something, you will do it unless you know there's no reason for it. And what does all this debate about? The debate is about them saying, we've found out nothing, we've wasted billions of dollars, it's actually a distraction to us, and yet we'll do it anyway.
That is technology exceeding awareness. When you increase your awareness, you also experience realms, dimensions that are beyond these limited dimensions. Like, for example, where's tomorrow right now? Is tomorrow sitting on the other side of uh, the San Bernardino Mountains, waiting to arrive? Where is tomorrow today? And where is yesterday? Tomorrow and yesterday are in virtual time. They don't exist. They're in a thought pattern. How accurate is that thought pattern? Very inaccurate. And the longer that thought pattern is separated from an experience, or the further a thought pattern is separated from an experience, what you do to reassure the validity of a thought pattern is you fixate on a few items in a thought pattern that are completely extreme and you hold on to them. And then you parrot these thought patterns. The thing that is so enjoyable is the comedy act that's going on in the world right now. It's like Abbott and Costello. What did the United States do in 2003? And this is not politics. This is about human psyche. So don't think I'm being political here. What did the United States do March 16th, 2003? My birthday, by the way. What did they do March 16th, 2003? They invaded a sovereign nation. What are we up in arms about right now with Russia? We are saying, how dare you invade a sovereign nation? It is absolutely against international law. I'm not criticizing these people. I'm observing them. Because the beauty of this is that they don't actually know that they're misinforming their brain. They actually believe in what they're saying. So when you see that that's the nature of the human psyche in today's world, you go, something had better be done about this. Because these are the people that are actually causing big things to happen. So what are you going to do? Go out with a damn piece of cardboard on a stick? Don't do this. Don't do that. No. What you have to do is you have to go into your own circumstance and you have to alter your programming. Because we're not at a critical mass right now. We've got 63 years. That sounds like a very exact number, doesn't it? We've got 63 years to pull this off. 
And what you have to do over these times is stop what you're obsessed with now. Stop what you're arguing with now. And spend that same time moving your own psyche. Moving your own physical body to get back to experience the experience of existence so that you can become a leader 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, 25 years from now, 30 years from now. You've got time. But not if you keep obsessing over the components that you are currently obsessing about. Will the deal go through? Will I get the red car or the blue one? Does she, does he like me, love me? That's like me walking up. What would you think if I walked up to that mirror right now and said, do I have a, a blue hazuri on? First of all, you'd say, what the heck's a hazuri? <laughs> this is a hazuri. And I'd say, can I have a blue one, please? And I'm looking at the mirror. You'd go, get the heck out of here. The guy has gone mad. You may think I've gone mad already anyway, but that would be proof. That's what this is out here. This is the mirror. The whole world is our mirror. So if we become the change we want to see in the world, the words of Mahatma Gandhi, if we become the change we want to see in the world, the world will change because it's a mirror. How many layers do you want to go into that? Primary relationship, mother-father, sister-brother, wife-husband, partner, business partner, primary kind of relate, very close-knit relate. Do you want to realize that that is a series of lessons that's being projected out of your collective unconscious, being reflected back at you to solve and resolve? Then there's the secondary and the tertiary relationships. And then there's the relationship between you and the world. You really want to lock yourself into an isolation chamber and say it's just me and my peeps? It's just this. It's just, I'm just going to be cozy here. That's like me saying the mirror, I'm only going to look at one piece of the mirror that has my socks reflected in it. Just the, my socks, because then I can just see my toes wiggling. Okay, they're wiggling. Okay. All right. I don't want to see any more. No more. No more. Really? As they say, hmm? But you have to start very small. 63 years.
Is 63 divisible? Or is it a prime, prime number? It's divisible, isn't it? Nine sevens, right? Nine sevens. It's a nine. Woo. Magic numbers, right? 63, 72, 81, 90, 99, you know, like 99, you say, well, that's not 9. Yes, it is. 9 plus 9 is 18. 8 plus 1 is 9. The magic of 9. Remember John Lennon? Number 9, number 9, number 9, right? 9 is so magic number. 9 Two nines, 18, one plus eight, nine, three nines, 27, two plus seven, nine, on and on and on and on. It goes on forever. Sixty-three years. That was a little sidebar. <laughs> Do you understand? Get your butts down here to Yoga West as often as you can. Because your butt needs it, even if the rest of you thinks it doesn't. <laughs> your butt needs to feel the mat. Yeah? Yeah. So, what we do here tonight is an exercise set that works with the primary moves of our physical body. And you'll notice that these moves are quite, they're not very angular. They're very right angular. All right? So they have a, they have a square to them. Sometimes we do things that are diagonally based. Tonight's class is very quadrangularly quadrangularly based. That's a new word. Meaning that it's very much involved with right angles. Right angles are so valuable because right angles are the relationship between two forces. The force of electricity and the force of magnetism. And it is the force of electricity and magnetism that produces electron motion. Electron motion is the same motion that comes out of the sun, the same motion that comes out of the moon. And in fact, they're looking at gravity as being not a single force, but a collection of forces. You know, they say gravity is a fabric, a fabric that is actually indented 360 to the 360, 360, 360, 360. Meaning that it's in all angles, in all directions, gravity is an indentation. Which means that things just tend to fall into it. This is what our consciousness, this is what our conscious awareness must comprehend. What is the polarity of gravity? Hmm? Say it louder. Say it louder. Levity. If gravity is, levity must be.
For every activity, there is a polarity. Correct? So if gravity is an indentation in all directions, all directed, what is levity? What is the opposite of an indentation? Hmm? It is a protrusion in all directions, in all directions. Which means, which means that if you, in the normal state, levity and gravity will cancel each other out. But what is the normal state of the human psyche? The normal state of the human psyche is attachment to the physical body and the physical world. What is the activity that plays most profoundly on the physical matter? Gravity or levity? Gravity. So in order for you to experience levity, what will you have to do with your conscious awareness in regards to the physical world? Become unattached. And even if, and I don't recommend it while you're driving, be very attached to physical body, physical car, physical road, physical other cars. But give yourself time every single day, every single day in which you're in a safe place, a place that is sacred, in which you can be completely and work to become even more completely unattached to the physical world. And do it for long enough every day. The prescription is ultimately 10%. It is said if you give 10% to the experience of levity, it will balance the experience of gravity Ten times. What is ten percent of a day? Around two and a half hours. So you could combine some of that time with the time that you're cooking, you're preparing your food. But if you're just going to get a grab bag from a fast food, that doesn't give you much time, does it? Huh? But if you're actually consciously preparing food, that could give you a considerable amount of time. And then maybe you would spend in the morning an hour to an hour and a half actually in asana, pranayama, and mantra. So that you could combine all of the time of your day to add up to two and a half hours so that you could give the remainder of your 24 an opportunity to find equilibrium. That's the formula. And the more days that you do that, the more you become layer by layer by layer releasing, releasing the layers that cover the actuality of your ease, your joy, your knowing, and your liberation. It doesn't come instantaneously. 
Enlightenment is not a instant revelation. A thought about enlightenment is an instant revelation. But the experience is a layer by layer by layer process. Arduous, perhaps. At least consistently insistent. And if you measure time as a resistance to the slow passage of your growth, then it's arduous. But if you measure that same time as a, an investment in your growth, it's no longer arduous. It's rewarding. Every moment of it becomes rewarding. Good job. Good job. You gave a good lecture. Thank you. I enjoyed it. You're the ones talking, not me, folks. You may think that's an offhanded or it's not. I, all I'm doing is listening and repeating. Let's do yoga. That's why you come up to me after class and say things like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And I think, oh, you're to blame. (laughs) But the beauty of this situation is Yogi Bhajan often said, the race is on, but the race is fixed in our favor. So, just keep working at it. The purpose of your body is to change the memory patterns that are completely disrupted by the fuzziness of the thought storage memory and the feeling storage memory. The purpose of stretching into the body glove is to alter the storage of memory so that the experiential memory of the body, which is accurate, can be released into the field that is currently only being influenced by the mental thought and the emotional components, which are very inaccurate, very fuzzy. Even though it's fairly, um, they haven't really perfected the technology, that's why they use a physical apparatus called a lie detector. Because your body can't lie. 
As a matter of fact, if you have the ability to know what to look for in eye movement, you can tell immediately upon a person telling you a lie by the movement of their eyes, which happen in less time than most brains are registering, so you don't see it. But if your brain is registering in a theta state, in a conscious dream state, you will see it in the eye, and it's like somebody just saying to you, by the way, I just lied to you. That's how, that's how obvious this is. down on your back. Completely relaxing. Relax your feet. Relax your angles, ankles. Relax your lower legs and your knees. Relax your thighs and hips and pelvis and the spine from the bottom to the top. Deeply relax your abdomen and your diaphragm, your two lungs and your heart. Relax your shoulders, arms, hands, and fingers. Relax your neck and throat. Let it fall open all the way into the inner ear. Relax your lower jaw. Relax the bones of your face. Relax the bones of your entire head. Deeply and completely.
Absorb the sound of the gong. sound. Breathe in the sound that is stored in your body right now. Breathe it in from the inside and the outside. Stretch your fingers and your feet. Stretch your arms and your legs. Rub your palms together and the soles of your feet together. Inhale and stretch your whole body. Exhale and do a cat stretch, left and right. Open your lower spine. 
And bring your knees to your chest and roll on your spine. The mantra that we use in the meditation this evening, we put two har, H-A-R, in front of each one of these. And we chant it slow enough so that it shouldn't be challenging. Most people, I think you can see the flip chart up here. These are the qualities of a conscious a life, a conscious life. Gobinde, Mukande, Udare, Apare, Haryang, Karyang, Nirname, Akame. Somebody said, why do you use a, a small eye? You know, you dot. It's just so that you can see from a distance that it's an eye. <coughs> so together, Gobinde, Mukande, Udare, Apare, Haryang, Karyang, Nirname, Akame. And it's going to be Hara Hara, Gobinde, Hara Hara, Mukande, so on like that. So it would be good to give you the mudra. So it's with the gentle fingers tapping, because this is a conscious life, is a life of that heart awareness. So you're tapping on the sternum. Hara hara gobinde, hara hara mukande, hara hara udare. Hara hara apare Hara hara hariyam Hara hara kariyam Hara hara nirname Hara hara kame Hara hara gobinde Hara hara mukande Hara hara udare, hara hara pare, hara hara hariyam, hara hara kariyam, hara hara nirname, hara hara kame, hara hara gobinde, get your mic. Hara Hara Mukande Hara Hara Udare 
Sing to your heart. Hara Hara Gobinde. Hara Hara Mukande. Hara Hara Rudade. Hara Hara Pare. Hara Hara Hariyam. Hara Hara Kariyam. Hara Hara Nirname. of the heart so that your conscious awareness has leverage but not competition has advantage but not discrimination this is the nature 
of excelling in higher consciousness. It's not a comparative excellence. It's just excellence for the sake of being excellent and for the sake of being an example for everyone else to become just as excellent because the world is an equation. That means there's an equality. And if we don't experience it, we're not paying attention. Bring your palms together. Inhale deeply. May the long time sun shine upon you, all love surround you, and the pure light within you guide your way on. May the long time sun shine upon you, all love surround you, and the pure light within you guide your way on. forehead to the floor. Let all the blood equalize. And slowly inhaling up with your eyes closed. Cover your eyes with your palms. Open your eyes into the darkness of your palms. Slowly move them forward, gazing at your palmistry without a thought. Ha! Ha! Good job. Good job. So, like I said, I'll be in Seattle teaching this weekend and early next week, but a week from tonight I'll be here. And then Saturday we'll have our spring equinox on the 22nd, which is pretty darn close to the date of the event. Persian New Year too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah? That, about that time? Yeah? 21st? Yeah. Persians got it right. So did everybody else, but hey. Love you. Satnam. you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. Bless you.